Sophie, I have become a menace on dating apps. Do you know what I did yesterday? What did you do? Every every person I matched with, I sent the ticket link to our signature brew event. What? Is that what you did? So you're just matching with it. Oh my God, this is a new... I actually think that's genius. Yes, I know, marketing strategy. I know. I'm like, hey, sexy. Want to see me IRL? And they're like, yeah, let me buy you a drink. I'm like, you can actually buy one of my own drinks. Oh, <laughs> you need ai to do it for you, you need a bot to just i need a mass. bot if anybody's looking for a job if you want to <laughs> go on tinder go through my matches and send people the event link for our signature brew event what day is it sophie november the 18th 18th in, in london in walthamstow signature brewery and we're going to have a very special beer more to be announced um, we're going to have yes. some cool stuff happening and if you're not there then you have like massively missed out. It's going to be the best We Were Black event ever. Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays We Were Black with me, Sophie Kay and Yasmin Suman. Hello, people of the internet who are listening in their ears to me singing. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Um, so today's episode is about diss tracks. Oh, okay. Okay. I know that like diss tracks have been something that were more associated with hip hop, right? But then you say that I remember in the early 2010s when everybody in metal wanted to be like hip hop. So they all started releasing diss tracks on one another. It was awkward. It was an awkward time. It was so funny. I don't care. (laughs) I'm sorry, and I, I know I know I'm supposed to have cancelled uh, Franz from Attila, and everyone hates him. But nobody, nobody, nobody did, did that early. As, as, as you know, problematic Franz. as he is, my God, that man, that man <laughs> spit some bars, spit some bars. And do you remember that video? Which one was it? Where he had like the dancers, and he was throwing money at them, and it oh was like God. the most. Um, it was while people I'm on were my like PlayStation. Yeah, film is sensation. Oh my God! Yeah, what? yeah. That man wanted to be black so bad. I feel like I can say that now. He wanted to be black so bad. He was. I mean, he was beyond funny. He, he was. But the, the, now that he's actually running for, or saying he's going to run for president to bring back Warped Tour. I'm like, maybe he wasn't being funny. Maybe that maybe was he him. was dead serious, and dead we were just serious. laughing at the time. <laughs> when in actuality, he was being serious. Have you ever seen that meme that's like, the funny? No, the worst person you know just said something that is absolutely correct. That is how I feel about Franz. The worst person you know did something fucking hilarious, and it's Franz. Franz is um, he's just an interesting character. If you could vote for Franz for president of America, would you vote for Franz? No, <laughs> I vote for AOC. Oh, of course. Yeah, hands down. Hell yeah, love that woman. Love that one. But, pardon me, not against AOC. But if you had to vote between Franz and Donald Trump, who would you vote for? Can I kill myself? <laughs> I mean, one of them might do it for you. You definitely don't have free healthcare. Um I think I would vote for Franz just to see what happens. Because it's like... How would you bring back Walk Tour? Like, Kevin Lyman owns the rights to Walk Tour. So, like, how would he bring it back? Maybe he's trying to buy it. I'm tired of these politicians and their false promises. Oh, tell me about it. Maybe they put Brexit on the side of a bus. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he bought bought it. Or maybe he'll call it, like, um, 
we're warped tour. Do you know what I mean? W V. We've got one with the best. That's basically warped tour, is it not? Yeah, true. By the true, way, true. when is our lawsuit coming out against when we were young fest for having the same, almost the same logo as us? We are a woo 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 and they're woo Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Not even an invite to the event when we were young. I'm looking at you. Give us a PR uh, invite. Bring us down there. We're fucking, we're awesome. Come on. Come on. I think we should bring out the lawsuit against them after we've done our lawsuit against American Horror Story. Oh my who, god, and fucking ASOS and Primark who keep making who We Wear Black merch. They put We Wear Black merch in every shop, but it's still not as fucking cool as ours, is it? No, I know. Let's ours be honest so here. Cool. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Um, okay, so, distracts. Distracts, yeah. And I did so much research into this, and I was wondering if you remember any of them. I do. So I saw a tweet the other day that was talking about... Um, <laughs> let me find it i saved it and everything because i forgot that this happened but my fucking god did men with egos in the warp tour era fucking come for each other way this was brilliant wait wait, wait. i've probably got loads of details on it later let me go through and see if see if i come to it all right the first one i have for you here do you remember asking alexandria doing a diss track no, but I do remember them having beef with Capture the Crown because Capture the Crown was basically an Ask Alexandria ripoff. So this is the one that shocked me because I didn't really take it on board at the time. Um, so basically, there was a time between 2008, 2015 and Ben Bruce and Danny Warsnop were just like, they seemed like best friends, party pals, the whole thing, right? <gasps> and then Warsnop quit oh my to go God, and do We yeah. Are Harlot. Do you remember? Yes. Oh, my, I know what you're going to say. It's crazy because I was such an Ask Alexandria fan. I, oh. And it was like, it was a really hard time because everybody didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen with the future of Asking Alexandria. And so in 2016, when they released The Black, The Black, yeah. There were so many harsh lyrics. But one of the harshest was in Sometimes It Ends, which said, you're going down, you're on your own blow your uh, 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 own this hate is endless tonight I think I'll cross the line I'll cross the fucking line I'll cross the fucking line the hate is relentless Ooh. I mean it only took till 2017 before Danny Wilsonop was kind of like oh it's actually really hard to make a band work so I'm going to come back to the one that's successful yeah I so he <laughs> came back to Asking Alexandria because Dennis Dennis Stoff the guy who replaced him also had his fair share of controversies I think um, yeah and I love at the time that the band I'm so sure don't quote me on this I'm so sure they denied it being about Danny Warsnop but everyone was like yeah yeah sure whatever it was it was it was a time I love this band beef I'm I'm living for it um especially when we can watch it from the back and it's not like I don't like it when it's fans beefing with artists that can get very old very quickly I like to see messy, bands yeah beefing so there's another one here from nightwish imagine nightwish i didn't know they were the kind of band to have beef really so Taja co-founded nightwish and very 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 popular but she started to like distance now in 2005 she was dismissed due to as bands always say personal differences okay but then nightwish released bye bye beautiful which was on 2007's dark passion and they lashed out at her for being controlling and insensitive with the lyric did we get this far just to feel your hate did we play 
to become only pawns in the game. How blind can you be? Don't you see? You choose the long road, but we'll be waiting. Bye bye, beautiful. Jesus Christ. How harsh is that? That's like savage. 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 Um, And it's true because I think that happens a lot of the time in bands where the front person gets a bit too big for their boots and they think that they are the star, but in reality, it's the magic that all of the members make together. Let's be so honest. It's the guitarist. (laughs) It's whoever's the main songwriter, right? Let's be so honest. The guitarist writes the songs. Let's be so honest with ourselves. Let's be... uh, be for fucking real with me right now. I um, There's very few bands I know. There's some, there are some, where the singers write their own songs. So many of them. It's <laughs> just the guitarists carrying the band. Oh, God 100%. bless. Our gu- 100%. Fuck the troops. God bless our guitarists. They're the real troops. But the, most ins- the more insane you are and the more of a narcissist you are, the better f- a front person you make. Oh my God, yeah. Like the amount of, I mean, Danny Warstock back in the day was off his fucking rocker and people loved it. I mean, so it's Ben Bruce, but there we go. <laughs> I've got one that you're going to like here. Okay. Do you remember Attack Attack versus Austin Carlisle? Ah! <laughs> yes, I can, I can tell you everything about this beef. This is, this is my, so... Attack, attack. I will always respect Caleb Schomer. I remember seeing a tweet recently that was like, um, I think Caleb Schomer can make whatever music he wants to make because he did his SATs in the back of a fucking tour bus at 15, nice. having to put up with Austin Carlisle. And that's so true. That's so true. Imagine being 15, having to put up with fucking Austin Carlisle. Anyway, um, so Attack, Attack kicked Austin out of the band because he had, I'm pretty sure it was a drinking problem. And then also he was really fucking mean to Caleb. And I want to... Fucking was that so that was in 2008 who do you think you are you fucking bastard um so yeah they kicked him out of the band and they literally dropped him off in the middle of nowhere and he, someone had to come pick him up and they wrote a status about it being like yeah we just dropped his ass off in the middle of nowhere peace out <laughs> and then they wrote they wrote the next album of attack attack and like there's so many songs where you're like this is definitely about austin carlisle ac 130 Yes, yes. AC one thirty, and that was on their self-titled twenty ten album. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you some lyrics here. You think you could be God? Who appointed you judge? You take yourself too seriously. Keep building your walls up higher. Then you can be your own king. You're better off dead. Period. Tell him, Caleb. Yeah. God, I would pay so much money. Like I know he would never do this because Caleb is a respectable young man who is healed from his trauma but my god if i if i won the if i won the lottery i'd give caleb shoma all the money just to see him fucking sock austin carlisle in the face just one punch one punch just... <laughs> do you know what caleb's healed now and he's, I know, a happy he's healed place. he's on his healing journey and i respect that but if he ever wants to punch austin carlisle in the face i'll give him money to do it i will i will fund this i will crowdfund Austin Carlisle getting punched in the face. And I feel like people would give money for it. Do you know what's interesting is I know um, of Mice and Men with Austin Carlisle wrote a rebuttal song. It was a whole thing. And it was fucking sucked. <laughs> imagine being Austin Carlisle. I mean, not Austin Carlisle. Imagine being um, Caleb Shomo, where he is at in his career and seeing, like, I don't want to get into the dramas of it, but Austin Carlisle, there is drama around that and it's become very public. And imagine being Caleb and seeing that. You'll just be like, 
I don't need to. I don't need to punch him in the face. I don't need to do anything because no. I tell you what, your ego did it for yourself. You called me all these names, and now look at you, you fucking idiot. I hate that man so much. Like I will I, go on public record and say I really don't like Austin Carlyle. I wish Sorry. I knew all of the beef at the time. Um, do you know what the yeah. biggest mistake I made in my career, Yasmin, is because I know this sounds silly, and I don't know what. <laughs> what this has to do but I used to listen to music obsessively and read interviews in magazines but I never dug deep into the lore of bands and stuff like that online and so I was really bad online I don't really understand but anyway I still am but it meant that I missed all of this and a lot of these like problematic artists there are pictures of me with them hanging out because I was a bit too stupid and whereas I knew about the meaning of their songs and and all of that kind of stuff I didn't particularly know their beef I can't wait until some chronically online person makes a thread of cancelling We Wear Black and posts yeah. on his photos of Brendan Yuri fully oh, no. reverse and is like Sophie the evil transphobe racist. No, the best one is me posing with Johnny Craig. Not Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig, yeah. Why did you take a photo with Johnny Craig? For those who don't know, Johnny Craig has been in various bands and um got into some controversy for allegedly scamming people with macbooks i'm sure you can read it up loudwire and alternative press have reported on it um i liked his voice yes oh yeah yeah he had the voice of an angel the morals doesn't matter what you liked when someone posts it out of context on twitter (laughs) shall we post it should we do we post it on we wear black i want to post (laughs) i'm gonna post it for us and be like Problematic photos of Sophie. In, in two thousand years, I want to show this image to like whatever humans are around, <laughs> see what they think. Uh, okay. Um, all right. More, 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 more uh, disses and beef. Were you ever a fan of Amure or Acacia Strain? <gasps> so this is the tweet that I saw. Someone tweeted the other day. Right. Hold on. I gotta get this up because this was this was. Someone tweeted the other day, Mike Prog Pro, who I follow on Twitter and I quite like. Mm-hmm. He tweeted, thinking about the time that Muir got accused of stealing Acacia Strain's riffs, then Acacia Strain just went into the studio and said, we're going to kill you. And I didn't realise, I forgot how bad it was. My fucking bad. God, did Amur come for them? It, like, Frankie, all right, Frankie's an interesting cat character um i've interviewed him i've challenged him he is just interesting but also um i'd really like to chat to him today because i think he's i would like to see where his head's at today and whether he's evolved from this time but all right let's go through this beef because he is somebody who he's a bit of a i'm not comparing him to eminem because eminem's like a god but what i am saying is he's one of those people that just he's quick and he's good at disses Emil's frontman is Frankie, and Acacia Strain dissed Emil on the song Skynet. And then what happened is Emil came back. So, Emil came back with R2 Deep Throat, which was on 2009's Felony, and it said, So much for plagiarism, so much for your waste, your fucking breath running your mouth, a rat race to the top, sore losers, never satisfied with what they got, your career is flipping. So do me a favor, the next time you see her, ask your girl what my dick tastes like. <laughs> and then they also released a t shirt that said, Keep calm and ask your girl what my dick tastes like. That's so fucking funny. I'm sorry, if you can't. If you can't take it, don't dish it. I Skynet 
was a good song, but if we're talking about who won that beef, a mule won that beef because I I swear I was reading an article somewhere again, don't quote me, um, where they discussed this on a podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, I did get fellatio from his now wife," and it's like that's crazy. So he he actually went on the Jamie Jaster podcast, yeah, and this is a quote. He said, "I was like, okay." I'm going to basically get on your level and top you and just completely diss you even harder. And I did it by mentioning a fellatio experience <laughs> with his now current wife. It comes from a personal place for me. Fucking hell. You can't um, that one down. I would in 2009, <laughs> at an Amur show, Bennett, who was from Acacia Strain, crashed the party and asked, asked Frankie what his problem was. And then Frankie punched him and they had a bit of a fight they got in a fist fight they got in yeah, a fist yeah. fight in the parking lot um and so he told toby jaster that the hype and the tension just built and built and built and when we actually fought it was like the biggest thing ever we squashed the beef so it's kind of become a dead subject we're totally cool with those guys now and they are friends because they went out on tour together in 2014 on the eternal enemies tour which which again is absolutely amazing i i think that's a sign of people growing up right and just evolving yeah it's such a sign of like how things change but also that is how guys think and i respect that so much about yeah, guys they fight and they're like cool and they're like cool. done and they it's literally just done it's gone whereas whereas for people who have more uh women feminine ways of thinking women um I think it's more like scorched earth. I will remember this for the rest of my life. Me you and are Sophie dead have to a me. Deep hatred for certain people that we will deep. take to our fucking graves. Doesn't matter if we make up with them. Me and Sophie, when we're haters, we are fucking certified. There's very few people that we hate, but my God, do we hate those people? Woo! Do you know what? With me, it's really hard to get in the inner circle, and it's really hard to get into the fucking hate pile. They're, I think like, it's so those two you groups. Because how how on earth did I get in your inner circle? I am your biggest hater. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Right. Okay. Let's go. The let's other day I went, Sophie, you're my best friend. You know that. And she went, Yeah, you're one of my friends. <laughs> you brought this up every episode. <laughs> it's just you're just friends. Up. You're my best friend. Yeah. You're Millennials right. don't have besties. We don't have besties. Whatever. Anyway, um, tell us okay. some more beef. I'm feeling. I know what you're going to mention. I mean, there are a few that I think you'll know. There's so many here that we might have to do this as a two-parter. Would you like to do this as a two-parter? I would like to do this as a two-parter because there's so much lore here. Like, okay. Escape the Fate versus Falling in Reverse was so fucking funny at the time. I didn't go into that because I thought we will stay away from some topics. Yeah, yeah. Let's so I was like, stay I'm going to stay away one. from that one. Clutching so, my purse as I walk past. No. The next one I went into was Limp Biscuit. Did you know that... Li well, Limp Biscuit had beef with everyone, let's be fucking honest. They had yeah. beef with Slipknot fans. They had beef with Eminem. They had, like, so much beef. And, in fact, um, I was reading about Fred Durst in an interview and how the only time he really properly spoke about the Eminem beef was where he got really upset about it and said, I really thought we were friends and it hurt me. And I was like, oh, Fred. Aww. Aww. He proper fell out with a friend there. But I think... But I'll tell you what it is. I think... Uh, so Eminem has hinted that he might be autistic too. Um, okay. 
And I don't know if it's an autistic trait, but I know that I have it where it's like you're either in the gang or, or you are fucking out. Yeah. And once you're out of the gang, you're done. You're do- like, it's really hard to get. Like my uh, boyfriend even says I make sweeping judgments of people. And he's like, you're not always right, but you make sweeping judgments. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of do. Anyway, so Limp Bizkit. Trent Reznor called Limp Bizkit, Fred Durst, a moron in a 1999 interview with Rolling Stone. And never knows when to keep us out of our drama, I swear. But poor Fred Durst, because he was just trying to make music. He was a fan of Nine Inch Nails, that's the hardest part, and he was absolutely, like, crushed. I very much side with Fred Durst. I can sympathise, because there have been bands that I've met who don't like me, and I'm like, I like you as a person, and you think that trans people should die that's crazy i loved your band and now you're like boo trans people well, so that's even that's even that's i would say that's harsher worse. that's so much worse because it's like people are hating you for that's a whole thing but well, I can just hating you with, for what you just existing hating you for what we're just existing just feels really petty but i think we liked bullying people in the noughties right and in the 2010s we did, and the 90s. We did. i'm surprised you haven't mentioned straight from the path so i haven't mentioned the track so the track the track that limp biscuit did they kind of put together the track hot dog which oh slapped God. back at trent Reznor, constantly having a go at fred durst and we all know the song hot dog right yeah and so, so here's the bit you want to fuck me like an animal. You'd like to burn me on the inside. You'd like to think that I'm a perfect drug. Just know that nothing you do will bring you closer to me. And obviously, Fred Durst thought it was amusing to like reference Closer, from, which is a huge song from Nine Inch Nails, and it would make Trent Reznor laugh. But when it came out... <laughs> Limp Bizkit had to credit Trent Reznor as a co-writer because it had the lyrics from Nine Inch Nails on it. Oh, no. <laughs> so no. that means Trent will be getting, like, royalties from that track. Man. So that oh, is a baby. hilarious beef. So you've got a beef that you want to bring up. Yeah, well, Straight From The Path versus Predators. So they wrote a song called Die Pig. And it's like there's subtle jabs at bands who've been accused of sexual assault. Yeah, so it goes, Hey Predator, what do you say? The tables are turned, now you're taking out the prey. Taking out the trash, leave it on the front porch step. Thought you were a god, <laughs> bitch, you're just a lost prophet. And then there's some other ones, but yeah, yeah. Wow, so they did like a montage track. Yeah, um, I thought it was fucking sick though. I was like, damn. Get them, boys. Get them, boys. So we're going to go old school with the next one. Okay. Um, and this one is from Megadeth. And this comes from 1985. And do you know what I love about these bands is <clears throat> I think sometimes in 2023 where we're all a little bit more lefty and we look at older people as having really... Um, right-wing views do you know what i mean yeah i think it's nice that we look back on bands like megadeth and remember how like how much they challenged what was the status quo back then okay so in 1985 the parents music resource center was a group that really wanted to um 
stand up against music and they hated the graphic subject matter and profanity in music and so they were working with the heads of the record industry to come up with a rating system so that albums could be deemed sexually explicit violent satanic um endorse drugs or alcohol that's where and the it, explicit content thing comes from. That's, yes. And so the yeah. PMRC ended up settling for parental advisory label that was put on albums that had interesting subjects. Mm. And what ended up happening is the PMRC boosted the sales of albums who had that label on because oh obviously it's, it's people just go, oh, that's got a warning label on. I kind of want to get involved with it. So those albums ended up becoming more popular. So in 1987, Megadeth released an anti-PMRC song, like to proper go for them, called Hook in the Mouth on their album So Far So Good. Okay. So what? Um, and seven lines in the song started with the letter that in sequence spelled out freedom. Okay. Before, before like Dave Mustaine started taking personal shots, so he was like, "F is for fighting, R is for red, ancestors, blood in battles they've shed. E we elect them, E we eject them in the land of the free and the home of the brave. D for your dying, O for your overture, M they will cover your grave with manure. This spells out freedom. It means nothing to me as long as there is a PMRC." Bloody hell. He went for them. He went for them. Jesus and Christ. again, that was just really cool. I respect it. Damn. Slay. Go Megadeth. I don't really Go Megadeth. Go Megadeth. So should we do one more and then we'll keep the rest for another episode? Yes. And I would love for other people to kind of chime in and tell me what their favourite diss tracks are. Oh, yeah. Write to us and tell us what your favourite diss tracks are and then we can add those in, right? Yes. What is the final one, Sophie? Um... Oh, I've got so many. Okay, let's end with Evanescence. Evanescence wrote a diss track? Evanescence wrote a diss track. About what? Um, Have you met Amy Lee? She's an angel. Who's she dissing? She is, Amy Lee is a sassy motherfucker. I've seen her tell off audiences. Oh, is, that, like, is that the uh, going under? No. So basically what happened... Evanescence, um, Amy Lee, was dating the See the Front Man, Sean Morgan. And they did they did a song together and everything. It was like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Sean ended up dumping Amy Lee in 2005 after a two-year relationship. <gasps> Boo! There was obviously issues there, but he checked into a rehab facility in 2006 and... Then Amy Lee wrote, Call Me When You're Sober. Oh, my God. Um, and so some of the lyrics from that, couldn't take the blame, sick with shame, must be exhausting to lose your own game, selfishly hated, no wonder you're jaded, you can't play the victim this time, and you're too late. Damn, um, Amy Lee. Damn, Miss Amy Lee. Morgan told MTV in 2007, your ex-girlfriend didn't write a song about you that millions of people have heard saying that you're a bad guy. As soon as that happens, buddy, come up and tell me you know what I'm going through. So Jesus basically, Christ. he was really not happy about it. Um, and I think he felt like Amy Lee had attacked him because it was such a huge success, of course. I kind of feel bad for him. <laughs> and it was interesting because when he wrote a response, when they had like their next album, he didn't put like a response to the diss track. 
but he he definitely vented in the press jesus christ okay um and he was like she obviously felt the need to go out there and make me sound like a complete arsehole what could i do i just refused to lower myself to that level which there's something about when someone's dissed you and you go i refuse to lower myself there is something like super powerful in that yeah yeah i mean jeez i didn't know that there's so many i didn't know about this has been a good episode well next time we go through diss tracks i've got more from paramore <gasps> bring me the horizon stone temple pilots foo fighters machine head as well and um make sure you listen to that episode and any that you send through that you want us to talk about let us know you can email us at we wear black pod at, no we wear black pod at gmail.com or at we wear black pod on twitter instagram and tiktok i'm at yasmin suman x on everything except instagram and if you want to find me it's at i am sophie k on everything what would be your um words of wisdom yasmin if you're gonna write a song about someone there are consequences there are consequences what would be my words of wisdom i think my words of wisdom would be if you're going to take somebody on in a diss track make sure that you don't punch too high machine gun kelly to eminem because eminem will always beat your ass thank you for listening <laughs> All right, we'll catch you next time here. Don't forget to get tickets to come and see us live. Live, because we're doing an amazing show, November the 18th at Signature Brewery. We want to meet you. We want to see your faces. I might even give you a hug. You were listening to On Wednesdays, We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.